everyone. Welcome to Pigskin Pandemic featuring Kevin, Matt, and Ben. Just three of your everyday guys just giving their opinions on all the latest and upcoming NFL news. Things may get a little steamy or a little wild, but hey, it'll always be unscripted and real. Let's listen in and see what they have to say this week. Welcome to the Pigskin Pandemic. I'm your host, Kevin, and I have Ben and Matt returning with us this week. He was off last week, probably on some type of island vacation or some crap, he said. And we're going to talk about week number 10 in the National Football League. Uh, We have a packed show, so we're going to get right to it. Uh, Let's go over the games from Sunday. We're going to start with Thursday's night. Thursday night's game where it was the Colts big over the Titans 34 to 17. I think that Ben, me and you, we picked the Titans that game. Uh, And I think Aaron picked the Colts. I think he did pick the Colts. Um, Phillip rivers for Indianapolis was 29 of 39 for three Oh eight and one touchdown. Um, Pittman jr. Had seven receptions for 101 yards. Over on the Titans side, Tannehill was 15 of 27 for 147 and one touchdown. Derrick Henry had 19 carries for 103 yards. Um, We go to the next game. This one was, I don't know, it was kind of, it was a defensive battle. Um, This was the Browns squeaking by Houston 10 to 7. Um, and he Cleveland shouldn't even have won this game, but they did. Deshaun Watson was 20 of 30 for 163 yards and one touchdown. And Randall Cobb had three receptions for 41 yards. On the Brown side, Baker Mayfield was 12 of 20 for 132 yards. And Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt definitely ran all up, down, and through. The Houston Texans, Chubb was 19 carries for 126 and a touchdown. Kareem Hunt had 19 carries for 104 yards uh, on the day. And remember for Chubb, it really would have been two touchdowns, but, you know, he he went out of bounds to save the game. He definitely went out of bounds on the one-yard line to save the game. I think the instruction was for him to just, if if you break it, go ahead and just run out the clock, which he definitely did. We move on to Detroit at um, Washington, the Washington football team at the Detroit Lions. The Lions squeak out another win. Um, and I believe that Stat Patford is like what I used to call it, like I like, I like to call him, uh, with the game-winning drive. Huh. The Lions beat the Washington football team 30-27. to 27. Uh, Alex Smith, who actually started the game, uh, came in and uh, God bless his soul because he definitely uh, he may not have thrown for any touchdowns or any interceptions or anything like that, but he definitely showed that any injury is possible to come back from. I mean, he threw 38 to 55 for 390. Um, Gibson had 13 carries for 45 yards and two touchdowns on the Lions side. Matt Stafford had 24, uh, had 20, um, completed 24 of 33 for 276 and three touchdowns. Um, 
And Jones had eight receptions for 96 yards and one touchdown. We move. Tampa Bay and the Carolina Panthers. This was actually close. Actually, Carolina was up at halftime, 17 to 10. And we thought, at least I thought, that Carolina was going to pull the upset until the second half took place. And the Buccaneers just, they just, they just exploded on them. Beat the Carolina Panthers 46 to 23. Tom Brady was 28 of 39 for 341 and three touchdowns. Ronald Jones had 23 carries for 192 and a and an epic 98 yard touchdown run. Chris Godwin had six receptions for 92 yards. And when I look at just the weapons that they have with Godwin's and Evans and in in Antonio and Gronkowski, everybody was and Cameron Brait and everybody was everybody was in it on on Sunday. So. Um, where do you think that the, the really quick, where do you think the Tampa Bay ceiling is? Just for this year, 16 mm. games a or good past 16 team. games, what's the ceiling? Yeah, they are a good playoff. Early, that, early playoff the exit. They're, they're uh, I won't say an early playoff exit, but, but a playoff exit. They're not going all the way, but they'll be. Yeah, I can see them even making it to the conference yeah. game. I just don't see them going to the Super yeah. Bowl. We move to the next game. In this game, man. <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles go in, go up the up the block to New Jersey to face the New York football giants. And they got beat. Just as we predicted last week. The Giants beat the Philadelphia Eagles 27 to 17. Um, Carson Wentz was 21 of 37 for 208 yards. Miles Sanders had 15 carries for 85 yards. And that's pretty much it for the Eagles. Um, Scott did have uh, three carries for 63 yards because I think he had like a, what was that, that 58 yard run? Yeah, 51 yeah, or 58 yards or something like that. Yard run. 56 yards, I think it was. I could be wrong, but I think Daniel Jones were, was 21 of 28 for 244. Um, and he actually led the team in rushing with nine carries and six for 64 yards and an epic, uh, high stepping touchdown run. I think it was like 39 yard touchdown run where he just he basically, I didn't know that I really didn't know that Daniel Jones was that fast, he's pretty fast. Um, he's very. Fast. He, he's he's extremely fast. I I didn't know that. I knew that he could. No, I know. I I once saw I once saw his legs outrun the rest. <laughs> of the time. So he is. Extreme. It's such a shame for that kid too, because like that's so like he's got to outlive that now, like almost like in a butt fumble kind of way. But even even when they made the touchdown call on the Giants broadcast, the, the, the guy making the call, I forgot the announcer's name. He actually said, and this time Daniel Jones didn't fall down. Like it's right. it's already like built right. in, like oh right. man. Come he, on. Yeah. He even said something during the press conference, like uh this time I just tried to keep my legs underneath me or something. Like <laughs> even I, I mean it. I got 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, like, that's all you can really do is take it in stride. It is what it is. Um, but uh, it, it just happened to hurt most because that happened during the last Eagles-Giants uh, game. So. Where? But, I mean, too bad for our friend Aaron, who, who joined us last week and uh, absolutely 100% picked the Eagles. Um, so we can, you know, dance on his grave a little bit on that. Um, the Eagles look bad, and again, they really do. Again, how many oh, how yeah. many times do we have to say this that the Eagles look bad? They look bad. They look bad, and, and, and they look bad relative to the fact that that entire division looks bad, which is even worse. And and, and I'm that's not saying what, that to throw dirt on the grave. I'm saying that you know it's just it's just bad. It's just bad football, and I'm not sure there's an answer for them. All right, we're gonna move. We're gonna to move to the rest of these games. Oh. Packers, who we 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 thought the Packers when we talked about the Packers and the Jags, we just said move on. They're just gonna beat them. But they actually struggled against the Jags. They did bring. They did pull out the win, twenty four to twenty. But it was a struggle. Um, Jacksonville definitely brought it. Um, Lutton was eighteen of thirty five for one sixty nine, one touchdown and one pick. Uh, Robinson had 23 carries for 109 yards. Um, on the Packers side, Aaron Rodgers was 24-34 for three and a quarter. Two touchdowns and a pick. Aaron Jones just, um, I don't know, he just didn't do anything. He didn't, he didn't, he couldn't gain any traction. 13 carries for 46 yards. But Valdez Scantling had four receptions for 149 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he was smoking the Jags. Every time you turned around, he was going deep on somebody. Um, that the Packers are that defense. They always start off, you know. I'll say this: they always start off really hot, and then they kind of, they kind of when they settle in, and you understand what their defense is doing. This is the this is the kind of stuff that they pull, and it's going to take one game that will. Now they're not going to lose the North, but. In the playoffs, it takes that one game to get them from, you know, they could go to the Super Bowl to being knocked out. And it's going to be because of that defense. It's not because it's not going to be because of that offense. It's going to be because of that defense again. Next game, we're moving. This was this was a classic. Arizona and Buffalo. Where Arizona pulled off. That was Man, I have a new respect for D Hop. I, I can't. Man, I, I I can't even. I can't even front. Um, the Cardinals pulled out the victory after Buffalo thought that they had the game-winning touchdown at the end of the game, and then D Hop just just came up and caught the ball on not one, not two, but three Buffalo secondary players. Now, this is the Buffalo secondary, who they say is one of the top. Secondaries in the NFL going into this year. It was over their two best players, too. That's right. And it was over Davius and, um, oh, I'm blanking on the safety's name. Hyde. Um, Hyde, thank you. Yeah. And Poyer, because he was, he's in the picture. He's in the he's, shot, he's, too. He's no slouch either. And yeah, he's very good. And White has the position. He has the position. And he, he, he just, he just snatched it out the air on him. Um, he didn't get higher than white. He didn't go over white. He just 
I, I don't know how he didn't catch that ball. It just went right through his hands. He took it from him. I mean, I did say it to my brother and my friends watching it. You know, we were, we were all talking via text while it was on. They said, oh, that's it. You know, Arizona blew it. Darn it. And I said, well, they still got a chance. And I like, come on. And, and there was all kinds of things that were said that were better chances of happening. And then, you know, it happened. You know, the one thing I thought about it as far as saying, like, I know he's got the arm to do it. And he's got two of the best go up and yep. get it wide receivers yep. that you could possibly yep. have. And so, you know, I said, they've got a shot. They've got at least enough of that Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, you know, toss it and pray that you could make it happen. So we move the Raiders and the Broncos. <clears throat> I think they, so for the Cardinals game, we picked the Bills. I think uh, I think we picked the Bills. On I don't. That. I think we picked the Bills on that. Um, I think I probably picked Arizona just because I wanted Buffalo to lose, but I'm not positive on that. I I don't. I can't remember who I picked. I may have picked the Cardinals. I'm not sure. Um, this game, I know I picked the Raiders. <clears throat> Raiders and the Broncos. Raiders just manhandled the Broncos, 37 to 12. Uh, Drew Locke, well, Drew. And I feel for you, brother. I really do because this might be your last. This might be your last. <laughs> oh, come on. I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad for him at all. He had Gracie Hunt and the starting job um, as to the Denver Broncos, and he threw both away. This this is a man who has had everything given to him, and he's not thankful Locke was or grateful. Tw- and Locke he, was, he does have, he does have a hell of a team around him for him to be just He, he does. Right? I, Jerry Judy, uh, what's like Tim Patrick? No Those fan. guys are, are, are I mean, turning into pretty decent the... receivers. Oh, no offense. Good, good running game. Then. You can't say, you can't say, yeah. oh, God. I mean, John Elway did not put the pieces around Drew Locke to succeed because he did. He, he didn't do too much on defense this year, but he definitely went hard on the offensive side of the ball when he was drafting this year and he definitely I mean he came out with a ton of talent and Drew Locke ended up 23 of 47 for 257 one touchdown and four picks that's bad yeah you know what though it it sounds just like the kind of quarterback that John Elway goes out and gets we're bringing this back because I think it's about time. We gave it a rest. Um, there was a couple people who uh, have been asking me about it, so I brought it back, and it is the famous Lake of Fire. So, Matt, you have the GM. Ben, you're going to get the player. I'm going to do the coach this time. So, let's start with Ben. Player that's in the Lake of Fire. Give me a player that's just he he's he, he he may not be gone from his team, but he needs to be. So so when you gave me this assignment, I actually didn't know who I was going to pick until Monday night, and then I was going to pick Nick Fold <laughs> until he broke his butt. <laughs> now it feels wrong. It feels just wrong to pick him for the Lake of Fire with that. But but he's he's very much in there. I'll say Mark Ingram. In, in our conversation, we were just talking about, you know, with Baltimore and, and kind of how much they didn't get it done with New England, especially when you say, like I say, that game to me came down to a lot of the elements. And if you said at the beginning of the year, Baltimore is going to be in a game 
where it's going to be a power running game, there's next to no other team besides maybe Tennessee that I would have said is going to be able to, to really hold up with Baltimore for that. Mark Ingram has hit a wall like I did not see coming. And I, apparently like the Saints and Sean Payton did see coming. He had another good year in him and they gave it to him last year. But this year, he just does not look like the same back. I know he's had some injuries and been nicked up and this, that, and the other. But he just does not look like the same back. And I just think that that's really what's hurt that team yeah. this year. And I think it's, it's – he's he's. I think they've got to cut bait, maybe just move on to Boinkin completely, although I don't really see anything that that's that special about JK him Dons? either. But I'll say Ingram for the yeah. fire. Um, I, I think that's why they got J.K. Dobbins in there. Because they, they could see it. Dobbins, I'm sorry. I said point. Yep. I mean Dobbins, I'm sorry. <clears throat> okay, Matt, GM. Now, we know we know that you might choose Gettleman, but can you choose someone else? So I guess I'm going to go with Howie Roseman. I know that uh, I do a lot of attacking the Eagles here, and this isn't so much a uh, an attack so much as I think a, a, a fair um, assessment of what's been going on. I mean, the end of the day, you just you, the product on the field is reflective of of really two things, right? Of of the 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 quality of the the picks or the the acquisitions that are made, and then the quality of the coaching staff. Now, all season there's been questions about how sage like Doug Peterson really is, and whether or not uh, he's the coach for for this team going forward. There's been a lot of speculation about the, about Doug Peterson, whether or not he's really, um, you know, in the tank for Carson or if he's, you know, uh, ready to move on. He finally came out and, uh, you know, distanced himself from from the from the rumors and said that he supports he supports Wentz. But the reason I, I think it's how is because you can only blame Doug so much. Right. So Doug, Doug did what he did with. um a lot of the same pieces three years ago, right? He won a Super Bowl, but a lot of those guys are still on that team. A lot of those guys are still a part of, the, you know, are, are a part of that organization in the sense that they're on the wrong side of thirty-five. You have you have offensive linemen that are, you know, either often injured. You know, your your Lane your Lane Johnsons or over over a uh, over a healthy age like Peters. You have uh, a a abysmal wide uh, receiving core. Uh, I, and you, ha- you have to wonder, right? You have to wonder at that point, is it just, is it just the coach or is it the talent? When was the last time they went out and they got a solid receiver? This team has sort of rested on like big names from its past dudes that are still on the mural outside the, uh, the stadium on South street. Like you can't keep, you can't pull Jeremiah Trotter out of retirement but they keep trying to reinvent the wheel. They have these guys back. They try to put them back in there. They try to ship them to a different position. Roseman's not out there drafting effectively. Roseman's not out there. He's not out there hustling for the team. I know that, you know, you talk to Aaron and he believes, oh, how he's going to do it, how he's working the phones all the time. But I'm supposing, or what I'm presupposing here is, what if he's not? What if he's not? What if he's yeah. looking at that product <laughs> on the field and he's yeah. saying, this is good enough. And they, and, and, and not for nothing, I, I, you know, the, the fans and the organization both seem to buy into the idea that it was going to be a, a cakewalk to win the division. And that probably, like, like we've already said with Dave Gettleman, 
you win the division, it probably buys you another year as a GM, regardless of if you're on the Giants or the Eagles. But you have to really question the wisdom of whether or not Howie's the guy who's going to get it done for you the next couple of years. Is Howie the guy that you want to count on to, to rebuild that offensive line? Is Howie the guy that you want to see, you know, make the determination on whether or not you keep Zach Ertz? Remember that. Zach Ertz, before he went down, they were they yeah, were. we talked about that a lot with Aaron Lasker, the yeah. guy. Um, I could have went Doug Peterson to just make it, just cap it all off. But I'm going to leave Dougie P alone this week. I'm going to go to someone else. <laughs> Um, who may not be looked at as somebody who should be on the hot seat, but I think he should be. And that's Pete Carroll. I think that Ooh. after that Super Bowl run, after they lost that Super Bowl that following year, he has basically done very little to nothing. Yeah, they have they have won division titles. You know, they've kept pace, um, but they let they let the whole division catch up to them. And is that more coach than GM? Possibly, but when you look at across the board what they do have, and they come out there and okay, look. Ben earlier said that we'll come out. It may come out later on that Russell Wilson has, you know, a a, a, a cracked sternum, or you know, he had a, a MCL tear somewhere, and you know that basically, you know, uh, contributed to his horrible season. But um, Pete Carroll has not done a good job in terms of coaching for quite some time and the record may not the record isn't doesn't say everything because it's Russell Wilson and everybody else and they definitely put him in a position where it's Russell against the world all right so we're going to make this one quick this is a this is a brand new segment it's going to be called culture player we're going to take two AFC teams, two NFC teams, and we're going to – they're struggling. And we're going to look at whether it's the it's on coaching or if it's the players um, that the, uh, the GM has built around the coaching that is at fault for their struggles. Um, so, Ben, I'm going to give you two teams – Chicago and Denver, and I'll take the Eagles and the Chargers. So let's start with the Chicago. Chicago Bears, coaching or players? So I'm actually going to have to say both for that one because I think it comes down to, for Chicago, Foles is a bad quarterback anywhere outside of Philadelphia. Um, yep. and, and it was a bad decision by the coaching – because I don't, I don't think it was a GM decision. I think it was a coaching decision to bring him in. So that's why I say both, because I think Nagy wanted Foles to be in there to be his insurance policy against Mitch and to maybe be an improvement over Mitch. And honestly, I don't think he is. Like, for, for as good as Foles kind of is, as far as keeping that team, you know, head above water maybe, I don't think that he's doing anything that Mitch wouldn't do except for – you're never going to be better than what, you know, you were, you are with Foles. So 
to me, you're better off playing Mitch because at least let's see if we can salvage something out of this kid. So to me, it's, it's a bad decision both ways around. I think Foles is a bad quarterback. I think Mitch is a bad quarterback too, but I think the better decision would be to play out the string with Mitch and see what happens. And maybe we'll see that now with the broken butt situation, but uh, <laughs> that is, but, that is horrible. You got a broken but, uh, butt. Mitch is also hurt. So, you know, Mitch is, is got a shoulder thing. So they're both questionable and, and don't know what's going to happen. They're on bye week this week. So they're, they're kind of spared. So I'll be very curious to see what happens when they come out of the bye week. But I, I think that entire team needs to be blown up top to bottom. And there's very little that I would keep on that team to build around. You know, there's there's very little pieces, save for a couple wide receivers. I mean, Komet is you know, good. Um, you still got Mac. You still got uh, Roquan. Yeah, even Cleo Mac. I mean, he's good, but I don't think he's worth what you're paying him, and certainly not what you gave up for him for not getting any value out of it. Well, I don't. You think know, they but, just, I just don't think that they gave him enough across that line. I mean, you got Roquan, but outside of that on that front four, there's not too much there where you can go, okay, I, we can I, let Camille Mack handle his business. I don't care if we disagree with that, but the but what I'm saying is, like, if you move past this year, I don't know that it makes sense to keep Mack versus try and trade him to somebody who is a piece away on defense to, yeah. to get over the hump and, and yeah. get what value for him that you can, you know, yeah. just, just blow the thing up and get out of it. My second team you had, uh, I get the, the Broncos. The Broncos. So I'm going to kind of cheat again and say neither okay. <laughs> because I don't think it's as fair. much the players. I don't think it's as much the coach. I think it's the GM. I don't think it's because there's a conspiracy theory against trying to get a good quarterback. I think he's just a bad evaluator of quarterbacks. Um, and he, uh, he has just picked bad quarterbacks over and over and over again. And I think the bigger part that, that falls to the GM side and then a little bit on coaching is that if you look at what they have there, they've not surrounded any of those young quarterbacks, you know, given the fact that I don't think Locke is great or, or Rippin or, you know, Driscoll or any of those guys, but they haven't surrounded them, not with talent. They definitely have personnel talent. What they don't have is coaching talent. They have a defensive-minded head coach, who and and their their offensive staff is not anything special, you know. So I think that that's where they've drastically uh, underperformed, and and where I would say it falls to more the GM than anything else is that, you know, maybe you could have got something out of one of these young quarterbacks if you surrounded him with a really talented offensive mind, like you know what's what they have going on in in Kansas City or yeah. what they have going on in Baltimore. Or, you know, you know, those kinds of things, you know, you, you, you'd see good coaching develop talent and bring it up. You see bad coaching do just the opposite. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think that Locke is that good to begin with, but I don't think he's been given the successful tools around him from a coaching perspective to succeed. It's a shame because like we've talked about, he's got all the skill position talent in the world around him. Um, so it's, it's hard to fault that, but yeah, they're not, uh, they're not going anywhere. So I got the Chargers and the Eagles. I'll start with the Chargers first. <clears throat> and I I mean, the Chargers have a, lot, a ton of injuries. They got rid of uh, uh, Gordon. Um, 
and Rivers. And I just think that, I mean, yes, they are starting over. They do have the quarterback of the future in Herbert. Um, I just don't – it's it's Lynn, right, Anthony Lynn. I just don't see him as the guy that could – now, look, they play hard for – they play hard for him. They really do. I see it. I just don't think that he has it to where he can turn this team or turn that corner. I just – I just don't see it. And maybe it's just that, you know, he was just um, – he was presented with – you know, aging bad talent, and he has to now turn this team around. I'm going to say coaching for now, only because now this team is young and um, they have some. You know, they do have some some pretty decent players on the roster right now. I I just don't see I just don't see Lynn. I just don't see Lynn as that guy. I don't know. I don't know why I don't. I just don't. Um, well, it's funny. Can, can, can I bring up a point from the, the Dolphins game that we breezed over last week? <laughs> wow. So, <laughs> so, I'm not breezing so one over of the things that Lynn's game, been bro. criticized for, one of the things that Lynn's been criticized for is that he doesn't go for it. He's like one of the only coaches that hasn't gone for it on fourth and short. And, and, you know, people were killing him for that saying, you know, you got to give this kid a chance. You got to show him you have faith in him, blah, 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 all this, that, and the other. I think they went for it three times against the dolphins and, and not in like, you know, Oh, it's garbage time. Or we're just trying something like they went for it three different times on fourth and one or fourth and less than three. Um, and, and I think they were one, I think they, they got it one time out of it. Um, if so thing, if you, that's not your thing, just, don't do it. Like it's okay. Oh, it's fair. I'm just saying I thought it was funny that it's been the criticism about him and then then they actually tried to do it and it, you know, kind of blew up in their face. And I'll tell you the other part you know, where I agree with you about coaching, as far as I, I don't know if Lynn's the guy, is that you know, just comparison, you know, the big talk going into that game was here's, you know, your two rookie quarterbacks, number five, number six, you know, against each yeah. other. And and while I agree that on paper and you just look at it in a vacuum and you just look at what Herbert is doing with the ball, you say, man, this kid's got every physical tool, you know, in the, in the toolbox and can be nothing but successful, but he's not, you know, compared to Tua. Yeah. He had better numbers quote unquote than Tua in a way, but the difference is Tua didn't throw an interception and that interception came at a bad time. That interception came and it wasn't like, it, it was a bad interception. I mean, it wasn't like he made a totally bad pass. It was just a bad read. Howard just completely made him make a bad read. Um, you know, and, and and that's the difference in really good quarterback to elite quarterback play and, you know, a talented rookie quarterback play. And I just feel like what they're doing at the Chargers with him is that they're not giving him the tools to be successful not not in the pieces around him as far as you know the injuries and whatnot and they've got decent wide receivers and that but it, they're not they're not setting him up in a scheme that says you know here we're we're not going to expect you to throw it 60 times a game and and have a successful i mean that's why he can't win right you know it, and that's where i'm i'm thrilled as a dolphins fan because i'll take a 160 yard outing out of Tua every week as long as he's not throwing picks 
because he's he's doing what needs to be done to win, and that's the bottom line for any quarterback. Right. Well, and my last one is the Eagles. Huh. Just replay the previous ah. half an hour. <laughs> I'm going to land this more. Oh, man. The, the, it's just bad all the way around. The coaches, there's so many, there's so many voices in talking to uh, trying to get Doug Peterson to, to do certain things. And the roster's old, and you know his best coaching staff was the year that they went to the Super Bowl. Yes, and then two of their offensive coaches leave, and they're now kind of successful elsewhere. And you look at the uh, Carson Wentz and how he's just tanked this year. And maybe that is the big reason why he's tanking. Uh, I think Aaron alluded to that last week where he said there's too many, there's too many voices um, talking to Carson. So it's too many, it's too many chiefs for Doug and it's too many chiefs for Carson. And when it's your head coach and your quarterback, and that's your star player, your most important player, and you're the head coach, you can't have all those voices. So, and then you look at Jason Peters, who's 112, and Lane Johnson, who hasn't been good since he's come off PEDs. Secondary is horrible. You do have good running backs, and you do have a good core of young wide. The young wide receivers are good, not these old ones. Jeffrey and Sean Jackson and those, like, that's bad. You shouldn't even be playing them. And um, I called it last year that, you know, you keep Deshaun Jackson, he'll be injured again, and he won't play. He just won't. Jeffrey, if you keep him, he'll just be sitting on the trainer's table. And that's what they're doing. They're sitting on the trainer's table. So up next, we have the picks for week 11. Um, we'll start off with Thursday night's game, Cardinals and Seahawks. Matt, who you got? Cardinals. Russell Wilson is uh, making some pretty poor decisions in critical moments, and the defense might be one of the worst on the field uh, this season. I think so. it's the I think it's his newborn. His newborn is keeping him up, keeping <laughs> him all crazy all the time. Sierra sitting there arguing with him over text, talking about how come you not home? I got all these kids at home. Who would have thought the son of the uh, the son of the hip hop artist, his stepson, would be the quiet one? <laughs> right, <laughs> Cardinals. I'm going Cardinals. I got Cardinals too. Cardinals in the sweep. Um, Steelers and Jags. Oh. I mean Steelers. I, I I don't see any reason to to you know <laughs> assume that they're going to lose the game, and especially not against the Jaguars. Uh, I'll be rooting for Jaguars hard, but yeah, no, I, no chance. Lions and Panthers. Um, I'm going to go with the Panthers. Same play, been, yeah, they've been playing pretty well. Their defense is pretty stout as well. So, uh, realistically, I think it's just, uh, you know, a matter of whether or not Mike Davis comes to play since it's likely Christian McCaffrey's out. Yeah, I think I think it's just, you know, better coaching on Carolina. Now, I did say 
if if Teddy Bridgewater doesn't play, which right now looks like he is going to play, uh, but you know he's a little dinged up. If he doesn't play, I'd, I'd probably switch that. But uh, I'm going Carolina. Oh yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm with going. That. I'm being. I'm. I'm the lone wolf. I'm going Detroit. After you made that statement about Pat, uh, Pat Stafford or whatever, whatever you call him, Stat Pat, Stat Patford. Poor Matt Stafford. He's one of the hardest working quarterbacks in football. He doesn't get any love because he's on that shit team. And uh, I think with the problem with the Panthers, though, I'm I'm picking the Panthers because the one thing that they kind of alluded to. Um, well, you just said the Lions. Tampa Bay game is that. Yeah, you did just say that you picked is, the Lions. I did. I picked the Lions. One thing that oh, they man. that they alluded to about the Panthers was that they are a good cover team up front, like in, what's in front of you. So if you're trying to dink and dunk all the way through, then then the Panthers, the Panthers got you. But going down the field, and that's where they struggle a little bit. And I think that Stat Padford is going to be throwing the ball down the field, and that's where they're going to get into trouble. I'm going with the Lions. Next right. game, Patriots at Texans. Cool. Patriots. I got Houston. It's uh, just kind of a feeling. They they usually play Patriots tough, but uh, it's uh, it's tight. I'm going Patriots. Um, J.C. Jackson is impressing me. Um, they have. I, I, I thought that they I think that they had a little bit more team speed on defense than than they usually have had before. Um so I I just feel like cuz when when Lamar Jackson was running on Monday night uh, or Sunday night whenever the Sunday night um he wasn't really able to get off like that so I I'm I'm going with Patriots. I am. I think that was about the elements but I got you. Um, Titans and Ravens. Ravens. Yeah. Oh, um, I guess I could give a reason for it. Uh, <laughs> no. I just think all around they're a better team. No. I mean, the, the, the Titans play well. They just play well inconsistently. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going Baltimore. I think they're just, you know, they're going to get things going right again. And I think Tennessee's in a little bit of a tailspin. I'm going Lone Wolf again. I'm going Titans. Because I think the Titans know how to beat the Ravens. I mean, they they absolutely obliterated the, the Ravens in the playoffs. And I think that the Ravens don't have an answer for anybody's run game. I think that King Henry is just going to run all up and down them. Just run Possibly. through them. Like, run through them just like, like some old food. Huh. Eagles and Browns. We already – do we have to say anything about this? This is – yeah, I think the Browns. Yeah, I think we're all Browns. Browns. Just just based on the way both teams are playing, I'd give the Browns the edge. And I think my comment is that I don't think the Eagles will win another game. Really? Next, I don't. I really don't think so. The way that they're playing, I don't think. I, I really don't think they're going to win another game. Wouldn't shock me at all. It really wouldn't. <laughs> it really wouldn't shock mm. me. Um, don't they play the Jets? Do they? I was actually going to ask that question. If, I if don't the Jets know. and the Eagles play each other, who would win? I'm pi- I'm picking the Jets. I would take the Eagles. Uh, they do not play the Eagles. There's a team one here. I thought that 
it was almost like a it was the Brent no the the slam dunk was the Giants because we didn't think the Browns were going to win. Um, yeah, we Philadelphia. Thought they, we thought that Phil- the Browns, the Seahawks, the, Seahawks, the Browns, Seahawks, Packers, Packers, the Saints, the Cardinals, the Cowboys, and the football team. They yep. may beat the Cowboys. They may. Yeah, they could. They could they win may. one of those NFC least games, but wouldn't shock me if they were winless. That's bad. <laughs> It's good. Aaron's gonna yell because uh, he said four more wins. He well, that was did. Other, that was he said. He said they were going to crank out four more wins, starting and, with and the Giants. Starting with the Giants, and so he I thought that they would beat. He said that they would win against the the Giants, the Browns, uh, the Cowboys, and the football team. He said they would split Washington. They would beat the Cowboys. They would beat the Giants, and that fourth team would be the Browns. He did. He said no to the Seahawks, no to, the, and there was somebody else, but um, I can't. I can't remember who that was. You know, if I ever start a uh, multi-level marketing scheme, I'm going to launch it right at, right at the uh, Hilton outside of the Philadelphia International Airport. And use Aaron. And Please I'm going to get Aaron. Not even. I'm not going to use Aaron. I'm just going to get one dude from the Eagles organization to come out and lie <laughs> to everybody in South Philadelphia. And they will all just blindly buy into it as if it's going to happen. I don't know on what planet. after the And I love Aaron. I really do. He's one of the few Eagles fans that I think like he's, he's, he's easy to have a conversation with. He's not malicious. He's He's a, he's a good guy, you know, like you can't really say a bad thing about Aaron. But what kind of delusion do you have to be existing within <laughs> to look at the product on the field? I'm just saying, like, like well, I don't understand why it's so hard to be critical of your team. Like, like look at, like I, I'm a Giants fan, right? Like, I, I fully admit I'm a Giants fan. There's nothing wrong with being critical of the product that's being put out there. It doesn't matter that you went in there thinking good things. That happens to all of us. It doesn't make you, like, more or less of a football fan or a football mind, like, People are wrong all the time. It, it, it's it's crazy to me, though, these – and that's one of the biggest issues I have. It's crazy to me, though, these fans that can look at stuff that's happening right in front of them and still dismiss and be like, nah, man, this team wins out. That team doesn't win out. That team <laughs> that team isn't even – They're you know, not getting not, four wins. They're not getting four wins. I, I, it, I don't even think they get one win. I don't think – I think they lose out. I just and and the NFC least games are just a toss up. So that's the reason why I won't say it's a it's a lock, but they don't win another game against a team not in their division. No, no, probably lose the games to the the teams in their division. Listen, I mean, I they could beat the Cowboys. Is I think that Nick Chubb is going to have two hundred yards against them. You have to think, right? If they if they utilize the run game with with Chubb and and Hunt, and I know we've spent a lot of time talking about the Eagles this show, and I do feel bad because you know it's it's got to be tough for Aaron and some of the guys that do listen to this show to hear <laughs> their team get kicked repeatedly because it doesn't it doesn't ha- I will I will give him that much. It doesn't happen that much to other teams. He's kind of in a in a rough spot here in the sense that like I just hate the the Eagles and. You guys are easy to pull into it, you know. <laughs> so it's it's uh, Kevin doesn't let me beat up on the Patriots enough. So. Well, I mean, because I beat but, right but, there. but but I beat but I beat up on them enough. Do I not? Week after week after week. But what I'm saying is, I I I don't know that. Um, 
I'm trying to think of a, of a fair way to say this. I, I don't, I don't know that the, the product on the field matches the expectations that everybody's putting forth. And I think right now there's some sort of weird disconnect between like what they believe is going to happen. And what, I mean, I think we talked about this last time, like Eagles yes. fans still want to win this division. Like I, and, and as again, as somebody who's in that division and I, at this point now in contention to win it with three whole wins, My I can honestly tell you like, I can tell you wholeheartedly, like, I don't want it. You know, like, I don't understand the guys who do, though. But these Eagles fans, man, even with what's going on on the field, even with how badly that, that stuff, is, you know, they're playing, they believe that, that if they if they win, that, that hey, they got a chance. They're in the playoffs now. They got a chance. And it's just – Oh, yeah. He, he flat out said it last week when we said – we were talking about that, you know, just get, getting in doesn't mean anything. He Bro, was that's like, crazy with that squad. Yeah. Dude, when you're letting Dion Lewis and Wayne Gallman – yeah, when you're letting Deion yeah. Lewis and Wayne Gallman run on you, you know, or Daniel Jones like is is, yes. is running on you. Look, it's all right to love your team. It's all right to even have semi unrealistic expectations going in. But when you actually start to see it, you know, like seeing it play out week after week, you don't think. I mean, when we first talked at the beginning of this season, I said, you know, like I had the Giants pegged at five and eleven. In my heart of hearts, I wanted ten and six. 11 and five. I wanted to see them come out there so I could be like, you know what? I was wrong. This is a team that looks like it's going to be 10 and five. Cause it's okay to make that adjustment when right. you start to see what's going on, but Eagles fans can't do it. It's it, it. I don't know if it requires too much like humbling. You can't be that like aggro, confident, aggressive, like persona <laughs> that you've been raised to be. Or if it's just that like, it, 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 Philadelphia is a, it's a blue collar city, right? It's, it's they a, it's just a star. got the, look. They got the blinders on, right? They're homers. They're the biggest Homer Simpsons of all time, and and you know what? It's not just their fan base. You know, there are people out there in New England thinking that New England is going to is going to just right the ship, and all of a sudden, because it's Cam Newton out there on the field, they're going to go and win the rest of their games. No way. No way. No how. And there's other teams that that are there might be Giants fans out there that think, okay, well, since they beat the Eagles, that they're gonna end up winning the division. Now they may win a division because their division is so horrible. But is that realistic? Well, I mean, maybe that is realistic at this point, but I guess I mean, I mean a five just... and eleven, six and ten team is not a really good team, even if no. you do win the division at six and ten, it's not a good team. So therein lies the disconnect, though. Like, they don't see that. They see it as we're, we're a playoff team. We're good. And I just and, and I just don't get that. I mean, and, and maybe there's maybe it's something that's some nuance that I'm missing or maybe it's something in the water from Three Mile Island over there. But uh, I don't I don't I don't know what's going on with with that mindset. But it's, it's almost impossible to breach because you can't have an honest conversation with most Eagles fans without them kind of trying to tell you that, like, you're crazy. That this is a team that's gonna win out the rest of the season, or this is a team that's gonna come in and spank the Giants. I mean, I I would have picked the Eagles to win just because the Giants have lost like every Eagles Giants game for like since like 2016 or something like that. So it's like we got your back, brother. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, I I appreciate that, but I mean, <laughs> shit, do I wish they lost, man? I'll tell you, like, I it's just. <laughs> Which is which uh, is like actually even better because it's like even more salt in the eagle's wound. 
<laughs> yeah, right. yeah, because like, well, I mean, well, that's just because they're, they're ridiculous. They they all again, you know, going back, they all think that this is there's there's a reason to win this season. And I'm just sorry, like I don't. I, if there's if there's maybe there's some sort of like surprise parade that I don't know about. That like, if you win the NFC East, it's going to be all great. Um, but I just. I don't want to see my the draft capital slip and not for nothing. Can you like, imagine? Can you imagine this? Can you imagine this? Can you imagine an actual? Okay, so twofold. One, can you imagine a team going into the playoffs at six and ten winning the division? No, you really can't imagine that. But Mm-mm. because lightning strikes rare, can you imagine a six and ten Super Bowl winning team? No oh, man, I'd be so I'd be so embarrassed. That? I'd I'd be so embarrassed if that was the team, though. Like if that was can my you, team. If if okay, so so if 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 let's say let's say Kansas City gets beat, Pittsburgh gets beat, and it becomes a six and ten NFC East team against a pretty decent AFC team. Let's say it's a but pretty who, decent who would that AFC team. Who would that team be? I want to know who this let's team say, is. Just Kansas pick, City. Just pick. No, no, Kansas City got beat. Pittsburgh got beat in the playoffs. They just got beat. And let's say so, uh, now it's Baltimore and, versus the Giants. <laughs> let's say it's a Baltimore or the Bills or somebody like that who's a really good team. I don't team. have the Butchers chance there. I I think the question both of is this. But here's the, the question. The question is the question is. So that the NFL doesn't get a six and ten team, do you think that the Super Bowl will be rigged? No, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, because I can see the NFL spinning it either way, and not for nothing. I think a lot of people watch that game, not yeah. because I think, not because I think it's like, oh, the Giants are because it's on my team. Just because, like, I don't care who the teams are. If that was a six and ten Eagles team going in against a like, you know, like a, a, a even if it was in, let's say Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, or something like that. I'm I'm watching that Super Bowl with my my eyes glued to it because you have to wonder who's going to win it the guy the team that's been consistently winning or whatever do they outthink themselves or these if the scrappy... Eagles go to if the Eagles go to the Super Bowl okay? if the Eagles go to the if Super the Bowl Eagles dude I, the I owe Aaron Bowl. lunch if the Eagles Look, go to the Super I'm Bowl I will it, I'm saying it on this show right run get to the streets if the Super Bowl if they go to the Super Bowl I'm shutting this podcast down. For good, you won't even hear me well, on this ever again. I don't, well, I don't want to be part of, uh, of. I don't want to be part of football anymore. If that happens, I can't yeah, do I don't it. Think I, can't, I couldn't do it. Because <laughs> anyway, getting, first of all, they're not getting. I'm going to do. I'm going to do what Jared they're Allen not, did. They're not leave getting football and, I'm going to do what Jared Allen did. I'm going to leave <laughs> football behind and get into curling. Oh, my <laughs> right, Jared, come on. Did you know that about him? By the way, that's what he does these days. He's a he's an American curler, and he's he's, about that. And he is serious about it. I'm done. I'm I can't (laughs) I can't do this. (laughs) Having a mullet is not an Olympic sport. So I really think I think that the Jets are going to beat the Chargers. (laughs) Joey Flacco used to be the the most famous person from Delaware up until this year. (laughs) Yeah, and now he's like the second famous person from Delaware who isn't who isn't Jill Biden. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. All right. Next. All right. Next game: Falcons and Saints. Ooh. Uh, I'm still giving it to uh, the Saints. 
Me too. I think even with uh, Jameis Winston, he's always played Atlanta tough. I think Sean Payton's still a better coach. It's in New Orleans. It's tough, but I'm, I'm going New Orleans. I'm going New Orleans with Laser Eye Winston. <laughs> laser Eye, the laser. LASIK. I always call, I always call LASIK crazy laser. crab legs. <laughs> too. Okay, here's a good one. These next two are intriguing to me. Not because of the teams, but because of the teams. Hmm. And you'll and you'll and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about when I say it. Bengals at the football team. Oh. That's tough. I got Bengals. I think you know Burrow finally gets a win. I think Washington just doesn't have much going on right now. That's weird. I was gonna give it to no. Washington just because I, I think Burrow is gonna struggle against that defense. That Ryan Kerrigan, uh, Montreal Sweat, uh, all those guys, they are they are going to have a really good time messing with that rookie. <laughs> Do you know how hard it's going to be to keep an eye on all of those guys? Oh, That's fair. Who you got, Kev? I like Burrow. I really do. I do, too. He's great. He's a very good quarterback. I just that, – that Washington front four is – that's just something to behold right now this year. So we got and Alex Smith is Alex Smith is going to play. Uh, I'm going Washington. I'm going hey, the football team. Smith. All right, so I'm I'm lone wolfing on Cincinnati. You are. I might I may, I I may lone wolf on this next one. Uh Jets and Chargers. Chargers. Yeah, Chargers. They're due another win. I'm 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 going to say the Jets are going to go into LA and beat the Chargers for their one win for the season with Joey Flacco. With Joey Flacco, <laughs> I, Dolphins and Broncos. Ooh, Dolphins. Yeah, I'm going Dolphins. I think you know we're on a good streak. No reason why we wouldn't beat an inferior team. What yeah, Denver is definitely an inferior team. What you're going Dolphins? Yeah, I'm going Dolphins. <laughs> I, the, look, that's secondary. Drew Locke is going to throw like nine picks. It might not be uh, Drew Locke. He's still hurt. It's it's uh, they don't know who's going to be the quarterback. That's about the one thing they have going for him right now. That's probably that's probably the call I got early this afternoon was John Elway talking about, "Hey, we need you to play." I just thought it was <laughs> a hoax. <laughs> so you were the Cowboys coming off the bye against Minnesota. 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 Yeah, I'm, I'm giving it to the Land of Lakes, folks. I just don't think uh, – I don't think there's any chance that Dallas pulls itself out of this rut. Uh, isn't isn't uh, – who's, who's, who's their quarterback, quarterback now again? The Red Rifle is going to be playing. Oh, he's back? He's, oh, he's back. He's back. For, for what? Oh. I'm going to give it – I'm gonna give it. He's back for a quarter and a half. Before what they put they put the other guy back in the. Uh... No, before he gets crushed and dies on the field. <laughs> oh man, I mean, I hope <laughs> not. Dies, and I, don't... <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I hope I mean, he doesn't literally die. I, now I feel bad if he actually. <laughs> no, I think he's gonna get hurt again because I think that team is terrible and I think he's a target back there because he can't move. Fair. Okay. If if I would have taken the Cowboys if that third stringer was playing, I think he's, <laughs> I think he's a lot better. Um, 
the Vikings, I think the the Vikings are actually playing pretty decent football right now. I'm going with the Every Vikings. Other week. Every yeah, other week, I, Vikings. I'm, like yeah, that. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going Viking. I'm going Vikings. I'm gonna go Vikings. Uh, Packers at the Colts. Mm, Packers. Uh, come back to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this that was tough. That, that's a tough one. Um. Okay. Chiefs at the Raiders. No, no, your pick. What's your pick for Green Bay? Oh, Indy? my pick. <laughs> See, <laughs> you got to think the Packers. This is one off with the Aaron, yeah. Aaron Jones not contributing the way he is. They've got uh, Valdis Gantling seems to be a, a credible receiver. Yeah, still but the Colts, defense, the Colts defense is still the Colts defense. And it's pretty good. And the Packers defense is definitely Green Bay, Wisconsin, all Americans cheese. Swiss cheese at that. All right. And it's full of holes. And they just struggled against Jacksonville. Um I mean they 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 literally struggled against Jacksonville. Tampa struggled against the Giants. Yeah. They did. Just, and yeah. And and I think it's it's just the it's just the I thought it was just I thought it was an easier matchup for the Packers as than it might be against the Colts. I just see it as a bad matchup, and I think I'm gonna go Colts. I'm going Packers. I'm going Honestly, Colts. I was stalling because I already made my pick, so I was just trying to find that spot on my sheet for what I said. <laughs> Chiefs at the Raiders. Chiefs at the Raiders. Hmm. I'm going Chiefs. I think they get back. You know, I think that was a little bit of a, you know, you got Vegas's best shot last time. I think uh, Andy doesn't get beat twice like that. I think Pat Mahomes is getting hot again. Yeah, I'd go Chiefs. It just it's a smart bet. I mean, I could see the the Raiders uh, keeping it close though. Yep. I don't think that the I don't think that the Chiefs. Can stop the Raiders' run? I don't think they can. Mahomes, he's going to put up points. If you keep Mahomes off the field because you're going to run the ball, then you know it's going to be a low-scoring affair. And I know they're going to. I know that they're going to pay a lot of attention to the run, but I just don't think that they can stop that run um, with. That offensive line, which I believe so is starting to get healthy. So I'm taking the Raiders, brother. I'm taking the Raiders in the sweep. Lone Wolf and mm. I'm I'm lone wolf in a lot of these games. You are. Actually. We got one man. More. Rams and Bucks in Tampa Bay. I mean, you could have told me that was on the moon. I'm still taking the Buccaneers. So I'm going the other way. I'm going Rams. Really? I think that uh, the the same way the Giants gave him a game, I think that Rams have an even better front four to get to Tom Brady. I think uh, Antonio Brown is imploding before our eyes, and uh, yeah, yeah, he may actually get suspended. By the way, right? That's what I'm saying. So I think you know whether he actually gets suspended before this game or not, I think it's still going to be a distraction and a thing that's hanging over the team. 
And uh, I, I think the Rams, you know, they, they get it together, and I think they're just going to get too much pressure. Aaron Donald is going to eat Tom Brady. Oh, no homo. Hmm. So I'm going – I'm going the Bucks only because, you know, Jalen Ramsey is going to take one of those guys. He can't take them all. Um, you still got – Gronk out there, you still got Brait, you still have um uh Godwin. You still got Godwin. Evans. You still got Evans. Now Howard. Ramsey will probably Howard's out. Yeah, Howard's Ramsey out. Ramsey, I think, may take Evans. It's but not there's that. No, it's there's... that Ramsey's gonna take one of them away. Their their pressure's gonna get to Brady. So it's just going to be tossing it up, and and I, I just have no faith in them getting to put that together that consistently. And I and I and I and I, and I see your I see your point. Um, I could go Rams, um, but man, we thought that that was going to happen in the Super Bowl, and they couldn't touch Tom Brady to save their life. Um, they they may pressure him a little bit, but I think that. If they keep it, if they keep it, if they keep the stuff in front of them, and they, you know, and he just dinking and dunking all the way up the field, it's going to negate that pass rush. Um, I, man, I'm gonna take Tampa. I'm gonna take Tampa Bay because I don't think Aaron Donald's going to do too much, but I could be wrong. I could be. Those are the picks that we have. As you can see, I'm kind of lone wolf in a lot of these picks. Um, and we'll see what happens next week uh, when we revisit some of these picks. I am tracking them. And and uh, so that there's no dispute, you know, we'll, we have our resident tracker <laughs> who's going to track these, who's going to track these games. Um. You know, we had the we had some of the big games right. You know, we we did we definitely talked about the Giants and the Eagles and and things like that. But uh, we're going to make sure that we track these games. So that's all that we have for our show this week. Tune in next week, uh, where we are going to dive into week. This will be week eleven. Um, we have some. We may have some new segments uh, for you. And so for me, Kevin, Ben, and Matt, so long for now. And shut up, Eagles fans. I want to thank everyone for joining us on the Pigskin Pandemic Podcast. We are available now on Anchor, Apple, and Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you usually find your favorite podcasts. Please tell your friends, leave us any comments you have about the show, and a five-star rating would be great. You can also find us now on our Facebook page. I want to thank you all for listening. And remember, please wear a mask and stay safe out there.